Welcome everybody. My name is Alexander Greb. I am working for SAP as pre-sales lead for S4HANA and you made a pretty good choice listening to the SAP Experts podcast. Well, I never thought that there could be something like a mandatory podcast episode. But if you are working in sales, pre-sales, advisory services or consulting, no matter if here at SAP or one of our great partners, or in best case you are a customer, this episode is a must for you. Because I meet Uwe Grigoleit. As senior vice president, he has the global responsibility for the go-to market of S4HANA. And Uwe has quite some messages for us. We talk about S4HANA, strategy, readiness and its value, the role of cloud, what are the best practices approaching it, and much more. Want an example? I got an excerpt for you. You will learn that S4 is a business topic, not an IT topic. That you should always link your S4HANA decision and setup to your strategy and not do a one-to-one -one comparison where you try to match each process to ECC. Because you want to work different and not continue to work like you did. Because it was the only way that your legacy system supported. Wait, this is maybe different than your approach? Great to have your attention. There will be many more interesting points and insights like these here on this episode of the SAP Experts Podcast. In his role as Senior Vice President, today's guest has the global responsibility for the go-to-market of SAP's S4HANA, which is also including business development, marketing and solution management. So if you are a SAP consultant, salesperson, partner or customer and you want to discuss SAP ERP strategy, value proposition and how to approach S4HANA, you won't find a better suited person to talk to. Which is why we want to give a very warm welcome to Mr. Uwe Grigoleit. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Dear Uwe, great to have you. One of the things which I discussed most of among customers may fall into your home turf, so you are probably quite a busy person at the moment. What are the topics that cover most of your time in the last, let's say, two months? I mean, it's fundamentally the question of the customers, uh, why they should move to S4HANA. And uh, secondly, as well, how they should move to S4HANA, what is the best way? Uh, so the why and the how. The why and the how, these are the main topics. What is interesting that um, the if is not really a question anymore. When we launched S4HANA basically four years ago, of course, everybody was asking, is it needed to get a new ERP, next generation ERP? I mean, our ECC is uh, working very nicely which is, by the way, anyhow, what I'm saying, my biggest enemy, uh, that ECC is a great product. Our customers are happy, so it's not so easy to show that, that, can, that it can be even better. Um, so that was at the beginning rather the, um, the question, is it, is it needed, do I have to go to? And um, this is what has really gone away. So also our surveys that we are doing in the user groups, the feedback we, that we are getting at uh, Sapphires at the big SAP events, all of the customers have decided that they would like to go, but they would like to understand um, how they can build the best business case mm -hmm. and um, how they should go, what is the best way to do it. So let us jump right on that because mm -hmm. this is an incredibly interesting topic. Um, from, from your perspective, what is the best way to explain the benefits? Is it more on the functional side? Is it something what you say is a strategic decision? Is it more something where you say this is, 
you would see in, on the business side or on the IT side. What is your spin on that? Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, the reason to go to Esfahana has to come from the business and it has to be a business discussion. Of course, we can always uh, argue that there is also some IT benefits. You can spin all the things about simplification of IT landscape that you can do and um, simplification of the uh, of the database with HANA and so on and so forth. Um, but at the end, this is not the this is not the main driver because, as I said, the ECC systems at our customers are typically also quite well optimized already. So that's so that's that's not where the uh, where really the nuggets are. The nuggets are in the business benefits that the customers can get. So this is why um, what I'm always saying: um, you can, of course. Uh, uh, include an IT benefit discussion, um, but definitely it has to be at least one line of business that uh, needs to drive the business case as well. Which is a really interesting point because um, this would mean quite a change from, let's say, the common perception of who should talk with SAP. Because in the traditional way, it is the IT people. Yeah, I mean, that, that's correct. I mean, the, the IT people, by the way, are still there. Right? So I can also say I have not sold one S4HANA uh, without deal them. without them, <laughs> even in the cloud, uh, even in the cloud, the IT people are there. Um, but it's not the only decision maker anymore. Uh, it is either the CFO um, uh, the, that is always basically involved because in many cases CFO is anyhow the, um, the head of the IT in uh, a lot of companies still. And um, secondly, it's also then uh, the business that, uh, that is involved here. And th this is also very natural as we are talking about an ERP process. At the end, uh, um, you, you cannot bring an ERP system into your organization without having the business on board or at least one or two main business divisions on board because at the end, they, they are the users. They have to also then support the project, run the project. So if they are not on board, if they are not seeing the value, at the end, nothing uh, nothing will happen. Right? And um, this is why what we are saying, this is very, very important when we, are, when we are reaching out to our customers, when we are explaining our customers also why they should go, um, then uh, we have to find selected areas uh, in their business, uh, in their industry, where we can show and demonstrate. And in the meantime, with S4HANA being four years out, we can really dem show and demonstrate nice value stories um, where we can demonstrate exactly these topics uh, to our customers. So what we want, basically, and what our partners and consultants and so on should want is no workshop concerning S4 without business involvement. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um, is there still something like a situation where you get approached with the feedback from customers who may say that um, S4HANA may be not yet ready for them? Are there still reasons not to go on S4HANA or are these something where you can say, no, this is so 2017, we are far beyond yeah. that? Um, to the first part of your question, are we still getting the concerns? Mm -hmm. As far as not ready for my industry yet, yes, uh, sometimes we are still getting these concerns. Um, by the way, not only from customers, also from partners uh, um, still. Um, to the second part of your questions, are these concerns, uh, um, yeah, do they have uh, a reason or is it, is it, is it, are they valid? Um, and here we can definitely say um, with S4HANA, basically since the 1809 release or the release uh, that we brought out last year in September, we can really with all consciousness say this is ready for all industries. Yes, we have decided with S4HANA mm -hmm. that we will exclude a few capabilities we have built in the old ECC mm -hmm. system. 
But we have also, and, and by the way, we have also then documented that in the simplification list. And um, But all of these things have been decided on a good reason, because these are things that um, have been developed over the history of ECC. I mean, it's a 25-year-old product, so um, there's a lot of things that have been uh, developed, maybe used only by 100 customers or something like this. And if we are looking at the industry solutions, I mean, yes, at the beginning when we launched s hana we just had finance and we had logistics. Main industry solutions were yet missing. Um, but then with, um, with the 1610 release, we brought out oil and gas retail, the major industry solutions. And then uh, with 1709, we were already at kind of 90, 95%. And, um, and now with, with 1809, you can really say, I mean, there's, there's everything is in there. There are a few industry solutions like patient accounting or also the advertising management in media where we on purpose have decided we don't want to put it in uh, as for hana anymore uh, but these are really the only exceptions right mm -hmm. and also um, what we have realized exact especially at the beginning is that um, the readiness is not only coming from our industry solutions but of course also from the solutions from the partners mm -hmm. because if we are looking at ecc today um, there's hardly any ECC in our customer base out there that does not have any partner add-on for a specific industry industry process or for a specific functional process. And at the beginning, of course, these add-ons also have not been yet ready um, for S4. But also here, we have uh, um, achieved really a very, very good coverage in the meantime. And we have a big program uh, for the certification of these partner add-ons that is really making sure that... Um, very easily these partners can certify the add-ons for S4HANA mm -hmm. so that we are not having a blocking reason, reason anymore for a customer um, not to go to S4. So with that, um, I'm, I'm really, can really with all consciousness say that um, I mean S4HANA is from a functional perspective, from a capability completeness perspective, really ready for all of our customers and all of our industries. And we have even in, in many, many areas taking it uh, a fundamental step forward away from, from ECC, right? So if we see what we have um, been doing in, uh, in the planning area with the MRP Live and with the demand-driven MRP now, if we are looking what we have done in finance with the predictive finance, with, the, uh, um, uh, with the, all the automation we have brought into the finance closing processes, if we are looking what we are doing with the sales, uh, uh, um, uh, with the sales manager cockpits and so on, and the inventory management, there are so many areas where we have really brought tons of innovation mm -hmm. into the system that we can also nicely demonstrate to our customers not only the same and functional complete and mm -hmm. equivalent to what you have had in ECC, is even in many, many areas really better and really supporting you to do business processes a little bit differently. So since we are now more or less excluding, like we already said in the beginning, the if, it's not a question anymore, uh, on the one hand from the completeness side, but on the other hand, and there's probably still what you also experience, um, customers approaching you and say, of course I have to talk to you because mm -hmm. like in 2025, um, our lights go out concerning um, yeah. our main mm -hmm. normal um, support. Um, what is the best way, in your opinion, to react on that? The best way is to really make sure to the customer that for us, the fact that um, we have so far announced main end of, uh, the mainstream maintenance for the business suite is going until the end of 2025 and what happens after that will be communicated at due time. This is our official wording for that. Um, the, the best way is to say that, yes, this, this is one fact, mm -hmm. but this is, has not to do something with S4. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, th so this should not be the, the reason to move to S4. 
especially not be the only reason to move to S4. It would be quite and a bad negative motivation. It would be bad. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I mean, some customers sometimes they feel a little bit like this, right? Yeah. And um, and then I'm uh, then I'm saying no, this is this is not the topic. I mean, of course we we have uh, we we are saying that there has to be at one point in time, let's say, an end of the uh, business suite, right? Mm-hmm. Because also, if you're looking, if you're looking at, at the outside world, if you're looking at car manufacturing, nobody is building a car, if an airplane, whatever, for 30 years, 50 years, whatever. At, at one point in time, you have to come to a next generation, right? So this is why um, this is this is very natural, right? And um, on, on the other hand, we are also convinced that we can definitely show that this is not um, that this is maybe uh, a trigger for a customer to start considering, because as I said. ECC customers are not unhappy, yeah. so it's so you have to trigger them uh, that they consider to do something differently. And uh, for that, it is also good that one of the triggers is yeah, ECC is not endless. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, then we have to show them that the uh, the um, the real there's a real benefit yeah. in taking that move, and it's not only a move to avoid that the lights are going out, even so they're not going out, right? Um, and um, and here, I mean, we can definitely say we have uh, really nice stories. I was just coming from the um, DSAG annual conference in in Nuremberg, and um, I've I've been listening to a customer, upper mid-size customer in in Germany, Fisman, mm-hmm. and um, they have migrated to S4, and um, we I, I was at the CIO gremium there. And um, the other CIOs, they were asking, okay, what was your business case? Yeah. Because everybody's interested, of course. How did you do your business case? Mm-hmm. And the CIO of Wisman, he was, he was quite, quite shortly answering. He said, I didn't need really a business case. Mm-hmm. And everybody was looking, was a little bit astonished. And um, no, you said uh, we were looking into S4. We were looking into the um, the new MRP Live yeah. and the inventory management cockpit, and um, the capabilities of the new MRP Lives. Life um, saves us 25 million in inventory cost per year. That's an easy calculation. And he said, yeah. w- with that argumentation, and Fisman is the advantage of privately hold privately hold company. He said, I was going to my CEO. I was showing this number, and then the CEO said, I mean, no question, uh, uh, we will we will do this, right? So, and not always, of course, we have th- this. Was, is a very nice situation, right? So that you can directly in in one line of business with one specific element find such a great business case. So I I'm uh, I'm also uh, it would be not correct to say every customer will find such an easy business case, but it is first of all showing that um, um, these things are really paying off. Mm-hmm. And um, that uh, you have to, I mean, you have to really watch out for the areas where you, as a customer, and then when or when we talk to our customers, our, our partners, our consultants are talking to the customers, you really have to, um, you have to, with a little bit of creativity, with some maybe design thinking workshops, um, uh, look for these areas where you're finding these uh, these topics, right? And I mean, we also know that in, in some areas we are making very, very good experiences with tools like Celonis. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the US, we are um, using the Star Plus methodology um, uh, together with uh, with IBS, um, that um, where we are analyzing the processes of the customer and then are looking for the areas where the best benefit uh, will turn out. Because also, I mean, there typically the customers are saying, as I said, we are happy. Uh, basically, everything runs fine. If you're then lo- using one of these tools to look into the processes, 
you're typically finding areas where something can be approved. And then you're, f you're definitely finding these nuggets like Fisman with the 25 million mm -hmm. in inventory. To, to jump on a comparison you did in, in the beginning of your statement, um, where you said like um, no car is in production for 30 years anymore. I mean, they may have been with Beetle and so on. Yeah, and some of the them past. are still driving. But some <laughs> of them are still driving. Yeah. Um, but um, that's, that, that's nothing if you want to have something like an economic business case for that. Uh, this is a really valid point because um, we, we, of course, have to remember ourselves that the basis for ECC is like from 1989, 1990, yeah. Yeah, which was something like a time where I did not work with email. I did not have a mobile phone. I'm not sure how it was in your situation, um, but this was a completely different time mm. yeah, with different uh, challenges and so on. And um, the time was ripe for that. Yeah? And uh, like how long did we have for our two uh, maintenance duration? I think it was around the same, like 30 years. Yeah, so this is quite like 30 years. Yeah. yeah, this is quite a natural life cycle, which is coming now um, to an end. And so it's just reasonable to do this change now. Another point what I want to, to uh, comment is what you said uh, concerning the business case. I had a similar discussion, for example, with one of my customers, a CIO of a company um, who said, for me now with S4, there's a chance in that way that I have now for once in like 10 years, I did not have the possibility for the last 10 years and probably will not have the possibility for the next 10 years. But now is a moment for me where I have the chance to do things right again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because our business model has changed and it's not really fitting onto our installation anymore. Um, our processes are not, they are fine, yeah, but they are not really fitting anymore. And if I do not do it now, when, then, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think this is what you said also with the Wiesmann example. Um, this is the correct mindset you should, of course, have. I think you would be in some cases probably um, hard-pressed if you would go like on the classic POC approach when you want to make an ROE and compare like process to process, some percent there and some percent there. I'm not sure if this is the real right approach to that but the much better approach would be to go on your to link your strategy onto the capabilities and onto the possibilities you have now with that new technology and see what's happening there because it's not about to make things better than now it's about to make things different than now yeah, yeah. exactly this is also why we are typically not really propagating the approach to really go into each and every individual process and um, then map it to s4 and see how it is working in s4 because it's limiting your view right because you're sticking to your process and I mean, definitely, if we are looking at, at things like DDMRP, mm -hmm. I mean, you're turning a, um, a process basically upside down, right? Because from the reactive view you have in the classical MRP run, uh, where you're just trying to uh, to manage uh, uh, to manage the um, the unexpected, mm -hmm. um, you're really getting getting proactively mm -hmm. here, right? And this is why it, it's definitely another view on the process that is needed. Same as our predictive finance, right? So, um, and and so this is why um, we are really um, trying to um, motivate our customers not to really only look into their processes and to do this mapping, right? And this is why, by the way, I mean, I've been asked several times uh, whether there is a document that is exactly comparing functionality between ECC and S4HANA. 
And um, we are saying, okay, no, no, we, we don't want to produce this, right? Of course, we have to, in the simplification list, we have to definitely show for our existing customers what is changing from a technical perspective because we also said definitely from the beginning we would like to provide whatever is possible as a helping hand for our customers to move to S4. Um, but um, other than that, uh, we are saying this is this is really not helpful because this is limiting the people too much to um, stay where they are. Also, if we are seeing how the how the whole work with the system is changing now, with um, also with Fury basically, because it's it's not only a new UI; it's a new way to work with the solution, right? If you're looking at our interactive cockpits, analytical driven, this is another way, right, uh, to to work with an ERP software um, than before. And if the people are just uh, trying to find back their old transactions. Um, then they are not uh, they are not getting an idea how things can work completely differently, right? And um, so I have also an, I have another customer. They are also moving to S4, and they are saying um, the whole f old idea of workflows that are um, controlling each and everything in the company and that are kind of pushing the people. They have changed all of this from this push. Technology push methodology, basically of a classical workflow, um, to a pull methodology with the interactive cockpits that we are having in S4. And he said uh, this is uh, this is completely changing the way how the people are working. But they are really they really like it, right? Because um, all out of a sudden they are not just getting a trigger by a system and then they're doing something and there's just like blind people saying yes or no to yeah. a workflow. Um, they're looking at the numbers and they are taking an intelligent decision right? based on that number and analytics they are getting. So it's a pull principle um, that, that they are Im implementing into the day-to-day -day work of their people. And uh, he, he's saying that this is a fundamental change process they are doing, which, by the way, also one topic that we are always saying that is very important for us for HANA projects. If you're really taking it also as a, uh, as a business transformation project, Having a respective change agent in the in the program is of utmost importance, right? Uh, because th that is how um, the customers are really then starting to to use the new capabilities and to also do things really differently and not only better in the way they have done it before. And now the things are coming together because, like we said in the beginning, this is a business topic. This mm -hmm. is not a pure IT topic. Yeah, we've talked about the technologies and the the work, the way the people work. Um, is not only changing; it has to change. Uh, it has to be changed because when when discussing with customers, you you when you go into the details, you really get to the point. Why are you, for example, working now like you are working? Because the style of working is reactive at the moment, still in many, yeah. let's say, mm -hmm. legacy implementation. Um, but it's not because you want to work like that, but you have to. Yeah, it's the only yeah. way that the system supports. It, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And now we have a different possibility, which is, which is, of course, a huge change for the mindset of our customers, also for our mindset and for the mindset of partners and so on, whoever is working in that way. But this, this move from a, this reactive way of working to an analytical, proactive way of working, yeah, which is now possible, this is the clue in, in, in the approach to S4HANA, where you really have to take care when approaching, when you're doing your analysis, uh, what it means for each line of your business. Where can I introduce that kind of working with the insight to action capabilities and so on? Because this is the way that you will thrive and, and, and grow and so on in the 21st century. 
Yeah, and and this at the end also the way how um, how companies um, can survive, right? Uh, because um, I mean, it's clear all of our all of our customers they are living also in a highly competitive environment. Other uh, companies are coming into their game. I mean, this is also when we are talking to some of our core innovations customers also for Asfana Cloud like Shell. I mean, it's clear classical oil and oil and gas business uh, is anyhow changing because of um, the um, the oil and gas industry as such changing. But also, if you're looking at these companies, they have a value chain that is really extremely broad, right? Because it's coming from this whole, uh, um, uh, from this whole, um, Getting the oil out of the out of the ground, right, uh, um, to the uh, really then to the to the classical retail capability, and they are saying at each and every step of their um, upstream processes and then downstream processes, um, they're having new competitors coming up, and they have small competitors coming up, and this is why they have to be um, agile and re and innovative in all of these different areas. And this is this is a, a mindset they have to bring into their people because in the past it was just enough to have this very broad value chain driven as perfectly as possible from the beginning to the end, from the drilling really to the fuel station. Uh, but now they have to be really innovative also in terms of the business models they are providing at e each and every individual step because otherwise somebody is coming in and taking away the uh, the refueling business or somebody is just taking away the um, the drilling business here. And um, this is also why um, they are moving, for instance, to Esfahana Cloud, um, because they are saying we, we uh, in the past, we as an oil and gas company, company we really have um, optimized our own business process, really from the uh, hole, from drilling the hole to the um, to the fueling station, and um, have done this with a highly tailor-made system. Mm -hmm. But this is keeping keeping us basically completely inflexible. Mm -hmm. And now with this new dynamics in the market, we have to do 80%, 90% of whatever we are doing. We have to do it standard. Mm -hmm. And then we have to identify the 10 to 20% where we would like to differentiate and where the others, the competitors, are also coming in with innovative models. And here um, we have to do then really our own stuff. And um, this is why um, they are moving from a highly modified, mm -hmm. one of the highest modified uh, ERP systems to really an S4HANA cloud implementation where they are saying, okay, 80%, 90% should be really standard. And then the, the remaining 10 to 20%, they are solving in a, in a very specific way. Uwe, you brought a word into that conversation. Um, you're smiling, you know with <laughs> what, I, what I mean, um, which is, I say, in common perception already used so often that it may has lost for some people its content already, which is cloud. <laughs> Let's deconstruct it a little bit. Um, what role does cloud play in this construct, in your opinion? And um, what does it really mean in this context? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for us, cloud, uh, and also talking to our customers, cloud has basically two dimensions for if you if we would like to make it simple for our customers and uh, these two dimensions are speed of innovation mm -hmm. and reduction of TCO mm -hmm. um, because as I said ECC a great product does basically everything customers would like to do but the re result is they are moving out of standard 
moving out of standard means they cannot implement new releases anymore. They cannot digest. Uh, they cannot consume uh, innovations. They cannot bring innovation to their business. This is why the business is complaining. We have a 20-year-old system, right? and um, because it is so highly um, modified, it is running on their uh, typically on their own infrastructure, or maybe in a little bit of a hosted scenario. It is uh, the costs are just going up. Uh, complexity is going up, and these are the two. Uh, topics, of course, that customers would like to uh, change. And this is what we are seeing that are the drivers um, for cloud, right? Um, getting a, uh, getting on the path of innovation again and uh, um, bringing down uh, the, the cost, the TCO um, of the system, while in the same way increasing then agility. Because if you're going back to standardization, um, then, of course, you're not only getting the possibility to digest innovation, but you're also becoming agile because uh, a highly modified system, um, on the one hand side, it cannot consume our innovation that we are bringing in as, as, as customers, as, as, as SAP. Um, on the other hand, it also cannot consume innovation the customer would like to bring into it. We have one customer that moved to S4HANA Cloud um, where they said the main driver for them to go there was that they, they, they did the calculation. It's also a private-owned company in, in Germany. Um, and they did the calculation. They said, okay, just looking at the cost we will have in the next five to seven years to bring new processes in our existing landscape. Mm -hmm. If we just compare that cost to the cost that we are having now to move to S4HANA Cloud, then, um, yes, the invest now to move to S4HANA Cloud is a big invest now at the beginning, but it will have uh, uh, have a payoff in three years. Mm -hmm. If we take, if we look at seven-year uh, timescale and look at the, just at the cost mm -hmm. that we are putting into our EC system, to, EC, EC system today, just to bring in some some new processes that the business needs, right? So just from that perspective, not looking at the cost of driving the system and so on, just of, of cost of driving innovation, mm -hmm. they already built their business case. And that was their business case to move to the cloud. So this is why these two dimensions, uh, speed of innovation and TCO, these are for us the, the big topics to, uh, that are driving customers to the cloud and that are also determining what type of cloud they are looking at, right? Because if we are looking at the, the, uh, the term cloud, then um, this, is a, this is, of course, a broad term. And um, we as SAP, I think we have a unique advantage um, with also the way how we have built S4. Because when we decided uh, um, um, four years or basically five years back when we decided to build the new S4, we decided two things. Uh, the first thing was um, this is the ERP system that will take us to the cloud, us and our customers to the cloud. But the second thing we also decided that this is an ERP system that should not be only cloud. Because at the point in time when we um, uh, yeah, took the decision to, to build this new S4, of course, we, dis we, we were discussing the topic, should it be a cloud-only system? Mm -hmm. And um, But we took the decision um, that we said, no, it's, uh, it should not be a cloud-only system because we have 35,000 customers that are on-premise today and we have to show them a path and we have to give them options how they would like to move to the cloud. So this is why um, we said, no, we cannot do a cloud-only system and we decided at that point in time um, when we are when we are building as for Hana, we are building a, a system where we can do a cloud first innovation uh, bringing into the system, but it's not a cloud only. We will also have the same innovation then in on premise, of course, on another time scale, right? 
And that was one of the fundamental decisions we took with S4. And I think this is our advantage now. Because uh, what we can offer now is we can say, okay, dear customer, um, if you would like to go to the cloud, we have an S4HANA cloud system. It's a software as a service solution. And um, you can, and with that, you get, of course, the highest standardization and the, the, the lowest TCO um, in your environment. And also the fastest pace to innovation. Then. But then, of course, we have also customers that are saying, okay, this is uh, too big of a step to move to the cloud. So, but we would like to cloudify, first of all, our platform. And for that, it's also possible to go with our S4HANA system into the HANA Enterprise Cloud or to go to the hyperscalers. We see a big, big uh, growth, of course, of the hyperscaler deployments. And then a combined, typically, with an application management from a partner. Mm -hmm. It's also a cloud feeling already for a customer. And they can get it with basically the same solution because it's coming out of one code line. So they're getting also S4HANA in a private cloud environment, right? And um, then, of course, we still customers can also keep it in a very classical uh, on-premise environment. Even so, we are seeing that uh, this amount of implementation is going more and more uh, down, right? So we are seeing more and more customers at least using um, hyperscalers or whatever type of uh, um, cloud uh, infrastructures for uh, putting their systems onto it. Uh, let me add a different perspective also to it, um, which was a conversation which also happened on the DSAG this week. Um, One customer was saying a point when he said, um, because you were talking that we have an advantage, um, he said that SAP, as in the special SAP situation, I do not want to call it a disadvantage, but it may be a special challenge for SAP, because he said, if you look, for example, at your competitors, your competitors are relying mostly their products, which are cloud-only approaches on commodity processes, yeah, mm -hmm. like, for example, HR, sales, procurement. You know what I'm talking about. This is something where, which is of course quite easy because in commodity processes you can put up on, on a standard and um, people are going on that standard because these are commodity processes. That's where customer A is probably not so different than customer B. The customer said, but you at as SAP, your strength most of the times also is in, in diversifying processes where it's not so easy to do that or to give that standard in the cloud where everybody's following because each industry might be, might be different, uh, each mm -hmm. LOB might be different and so on. How does that play into the cloud context when the common misperception is, and I call it a misperception, that cloud means forcing yourself into a standard, which of course is not true, but mm -hmm. this misconception still exists. Yeah, and, and this exists because, I mean, as you rightfully said, uh, if we're looking at the competitive world outside, um, I mean, the cloud ERP solutions that are out there are covering basically only these uh, commodity processes. And here again, I mean, uh, um, it is an advantage from our side because um, we, we, have the, we have the possibility, especially if we are looking at our S4HANA cloud solution uh, that, we are, that we are offering to the market, um, we have the advantage that we can uh, provide this solution in two flavors, right? Um, where one flavor is really delivering, let's say, only these commodity processes in an extremely highly standardized way um, and uh, addressing with that some simple service type of industries, professional services, some simple manufacturing component manufacturing. And we have another version of S4HANA Cloud that is 
um, covering fundamentally the whole scope of functionally proce functional processes that we are having in S4HANA, so with a similar functional scope that we have in on-premise. Mm -hmm. And um, this is also so important why uh, th that we are um, putting these solutions both as full software as a service solutions or both solutions are coming over as a, as a, uh, as a SaaS solution. Mm -hmm. But the, um, the second variant that today we are calling this single tenant edition uh, um, of S4HANA Cloud, um, this is a cloud experience for a customer where the customer gets, um, uh, gets basically the full functional scope. Mm -hmm. And um, this is why I also said at the beginning, it's so important to pick up the customers where they are, right? And not every customer today is in a position and in a, has the ability to really go to a completely standardized, uh, um, only covering commodity processes type of ERP system, right? Because they're coming, as I said, typically from highly modified and very specifically tailored ECC system. And to then go to to a um, commodity type of uh, public cloud solution, is, it's like a revolution, right? And not every customer is able and is willing to take that revolution. And this is why we are having a unique advantage that we are saying in our our cloud solution, our public cloud solution comes with these two flavors. Mm -hmm. And the second flavor is a flavor um, that gives the customer a pathway, a runway to the cloud in a little bit of a adjusted fashion, right? They're they getting a lot more functionality. Um, they're getting a shared governance already of the system. So um, they're really getting public cloud qualities. Um, but with a little bit more flexibility, not really a quarterly update, but only two updates per year. Sometimes uh, they can also decide to uh, li limit it to one update per year. So they have a little bit more flexibility to really start this move into the cloud. Mm -hmm. And I think we as SAP, we are really having the unique advantage that fundamentally we are the only software provider that can offer that type of flexibility. The important thing is uh, we have to really use it to our favor, right? Um, so uh, we really have to um, go out to the customer to talk about S4HANA Cloud to understand. Then we have to understand what is the, what are the drivers for the customers that they are talking to us about cloud, and then we can decide which, which of our flavors is the right one to deliver to the customer. And then we are only talking about that flavor. That, that is uh, fundamentally how we can do this. We can also uh, mess it up uh, in the communication with the customer in the sense that we are um, just telling all of our options that you're having. And as I said, you can even have more, right? You have this single and multi-tenant edition of both as public cloud. And as I said, you can also have HEC. You can have it on hyperscalers. You can have it on premium supplier partners like IBM. So you have, can have so many options that if you're just going out with all of these options to the customer, you're basically putting down so many options that uh, at the end, the likeliness that the customer will decide is very uh, is very low. And that's also what not what our customers are expecting, right? I mean, that one of the reasons why we build Transformation Navigator is that our customers said in terms of our functional roadmap, they would like to have guidance and not options. And this, the same is here, right? Also in terms of our cloud offering, customer would like to have guidance and not options. This is why um, uh, what we are saying is we, um, uh, we have the advantage that we, that we have some flexibility. And, but if we are using it really in the right way, if we are understanding the customer requirements and then are suggesting the right way to go, mm -hmm. then uh, we, can, we, we can really 
um, also drive very streamlined sales uh, uh, sales um, cases with the customer. You're, you're talking about that real that golden rule, in my opinion, which mm -hmm. is talk about the solution first, then about the deployment exactly. model. Mm -hmm. But maybe or may somebody still say, but is there maybe still a reason not to go to the cloud? Because, okay, we, we got that. We have now that mm -hmm. privatized version, which is, let's say, has a much more cloudy flavor in it. Is, may there still be a reason to go to on-premise solution or mm -hmm. on-premise deployment? And if there is a reason, and I am maybe a customer who is in that situation, do mm -hmm. I miss anything? Yeah, um, and uh, that's a very valid point. And um, I, I, I think that's also something that uh, we even um, announced and also made clear as well at the DSAG conference uh, um, this year. It's a little bit of a... Uh, um, uh, topic that this was uh, last week, but um, we also re-emphasized our commitment to on-premise. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, I mean, we as SAP have definitely not the idea that um, cloud is the only way to, sh uh, to consume ERP. We think it is, it is a way that is growing fundamentally. Also market numbers are showing it, mm -hmm. but also market numbers are showing that on-premise is not going away. Mm -hmm. So we We had a study, uh, a market study beginning of this year, which was showing um, on-premise ERP market potential is 28% of the total ERP market potential still by the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's not going away. It's basically one-third at well the end of 2020. It's a, it's a relevant, relevant part of the cake. Relevant yeah. part of the cake, exactly. Yeah. Of course, it is going down uh, and uh, the, the cloud is growing. By the way, the, the biggest portion end of 2020 is private cloud and not public cloud in ERP. Um, so um, th this is why it is very important. Yes, on-premise is not going away, right? And um, this is why it's also so important to, to make clear to the customers, yes, we are, um, we are developing cloud first, but not cloud only. And everything we are developing for the cloud uh, in S4HANA, we are also making available on-premise. Um, maybe sometimes in a hybrid fashion, right? Because especially when we are looking at our machine learning scenarios, some of these scenarios we are developing on a cloud platform side by side for the on-premise then. So it will, for the on-premise customers, it will lead to a hybrid, uh, a hybrid implementation. Um, but that's at, at the end reality at our customers today anyhow already. I mean, basically none of our customers, even on ECC today, they don't, they are not, they, all of them have at least one cloud solution already running. So hybrid deployments are not... Uh, special anymore, right? Um, but we are connecting it to the on-premise system and making it available for an on-premise customer. And um, we, we are 100% convinced, especially if we are looking at the highly complex customers, at the regulated customers, um, if we are looking at customers in specific industries, aerospace and defense, on-premise is not going away. I was um, talking to, a, um, to an automotive uh, um, manufacturer Uh, also a few uh, months back. And um, they are moving in many, many areas to the cloud. They are full on an S4HANA cloud strategy. They uh, have an S4HANA cloud system live. They are currently implementing uh, a few other S4HANA cloud systems. And they like it because um, they said, we have rolled out with S4HANA cloud six countries in one year. Something we wouldn't have been able in, in the on-premise uh, at all right so they, they really they really like that speed of um, speed of adoption they can get with the cloud but they said our our 
ERP system that is connected to our manufacturing lines. If this ERP system goes down, we have four minutes and then all lines are stopping. They said, we will never put that into the cloud. And it's not that we are not um, trusting that cloud can also have large SLAs. It is just basically that, first of all, it's so highly individualized to work with these manufacturing lines. And secondly, um, they are saying, if something is so, so business critical like this ERP system, we would like to manage it on our own. We don't want to be dependent on whatever type of cloud provider, even not SAP as a cloud provider, because um, four minutes and then our whole production stops, right? And um, and so the, the, this simple example made really clear, and um, I'm at least I'm seeing it definitely as that as well, for the foreseeable future, on-premise will not go away. I mean, nobody knows what happens in 10 years. And mm -hmm. if we meet again in 10 years here um, for, the, for an interview I hope we again. Will, we will meet uh, before <laughs> that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I, mean, I mean, then maybe we, we will see how, um, how the market is looking like, right? So uh, I think nobody has this crystal ball there. But um, uh, definitely for that foreseeable future until the next 10 years, we can definitely say on-premise is we still a very, uh, a very good uh, um, um, uh, demand at our customers as well. And this is why also if we are looking at our investment. I mean, we are also investing into a few very specific developments in S4 that are today on-premise first. Because th these are um, investments for uh, some of our big industrial customers that are saying, like my, many, my, my automotive customers, we will keep these installations on-premise. So we are currently developing also very, very specific functionality for them in an on-premise first way. Uh, because at the moment, there's no customer out there that is interested to drive such a special mm -hmm. process in the cloud. I know it is always a little bit difficult, especially in that situation, to give something like general recommendations of behavior or strategic approaches. But do you see something like a best practice in approaching that on-premise versus private versus multi-tenant cloud mm -hmm. complex? Is there something like um, a recommendation? Look there first, then there. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the the simple recommendation uh, for that is, first of all, I mean, listen to the customer, right? And uh, listen to the customer and understand a, a, along a few dimensions. Uh, a few dimensions like um, what is what is the driver for this um, S4HANA project that they're anticipating and where they are maybe not sure, should we do it in the cloud, on-premise, private cloud, public cloud, whatever type of fashions that we are having, right? So understand a little bit what are the drivers. Is it is really innovation one of the main drivers they are having? Is it rather only simplification? Um, what do they want to achieve in terms of TCO reduction? How ready is their um, their business to really go to standardization? So how it's not only how important is it, but also how ready are they for it? So um, try to understand these uh, these elements, these uh, um, um, dimensions at the customer. And then you can identify, or we can identify, and our partners uh, talking to the customer can identify um, what is the best solution that we that we can offer for that customer. And then we can uh, um, also suggest um, for that specific customer. Okay, we think, for instance, an S4HANA deployment on on a hyperscaler infrastructure is uh, is what we would suggest because maybe it is a customer that uh, is already. Um, 
using hyperscaler infrastructure in other areas as well. It's a customer that still would like to keep a, a specific amount of control on their system because of some very specific processes, but they would like to get scalability, get flexibility, and uh, would like to drive down costs uh, um, of driving the system. And if these are kind of the dimensions and the categories of the customer, uh, a deployment of an S4HANA on, on a hyperscaler environment is the best thing the customer can do. Right? So the recommendation in a certain way is start talking about the solution without talking about the solution, but talking about the strategy. Exactly. And mm -hmm. there we are again, in, which is a great circle. I like the storyline here. which <laughs> <laughs> is a great circle to the beginning of our conversation again, where we say it's a business topic, not yeah. an IT topic. Exactly. Yeah. And the business at the end, and this is also, I mean, um, a lot of people are always saying business is looking for cloud, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I would I would turn it down and uh, rather say it differently. The business uh, couldn't care less whether it's cloud or on-premise. The reason why the business um, was always looking for cloud in the past is that they want to get innovation. They wouldn't want to get new processes. They would like to get agility. And the only way how in the past uh, um, it, it was possible was basically going to the cloud. Because, as I said, IT was sitting on an old landscape, highly modified, they were inflexible, this is not possible, that is not possible. This is why business looking for innovation, looking for uh, new capabilities was saying, okay, then I'm going to the cloud. But um, if you're talking to the business, they are saying, I mean, whether it's now cloud or on-premise, I, mean, I, I don't care. I would like to have that business capability. I would like to get machine learning. I would let, like to get automation. If the only way to get it is cloud, yeah, then I go to the cloud. But if... Uh, um, the IT can offer me the same innovation, the same agility, um, and uh, the same uh, um, cost or similar cost as well in an on-premise fashion or running on a hyperscale up. I, I don't care. I mean, that's that's topic of the IT to decide, right? So that's why, um, as you said, I mean, it's basically turning back always on, uh, back and back again um, to the um, to the business, yeah. right? That 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 is a topic to discuss, right? And this is why. I'm also saying there's no right or wrong in terms of ERP implementation, right? It's not that cloud is the best way to run an ERP, right? The best way to run an ERP is determined by the um, by, by the business processes that are uh, run at the customer and the way how the ERP is supporting it. And whether this is then for some customers a cloud environment, for other customers uh, an on-premise environment, mm -hmm. this is driven by the requirements of the customer. Right? And that's where what is basically our disruption or where we have to transform because of course technology matters and database matters and but those are just table stakes yeah um, more or less the customer still gets connected not just by talking about technology but uh, getting his personal business use case out of it and that's what's make him being convinced of the solution and yep. making the decision and um, I think this is something where, we, like we said at the beginning, all three parts of that conglomerate, like partners, us, and um, customers, um, have still a little bit of way to go yeah, to get used to that new kind of thinking and so on, what we really need. But talking about the conclusion of our conversation, um, we can fix, it's about business, it's about individuality and nothing is fixed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and uh, I, I think especially also this individuality. I mean, we're talking about this business topic uh, already a lot, but um, also when we, are, um, when we are looking at where we are um, 
four years in the market. Of course, we can definitely say that the um, the easy customers, the easy cases, the innovative customers that are anyhow going to SAP Innovations. I mean, these are the customers that are on S4 already. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also have nice numbers. It's uh, I think um, eighty percent of the DAX companies have selected S4 HANA already. So, so I mean, it's a it's a, it's a nice number to uh, um, uh, to to look at. Um, and this is why the, the more we are now um, also going to the remaining uh, part of our customers, which is still a good good number um, to go to. Um, we have to go. We have to be more and more specific now, right? Uh, and this is why also, I mean, for all of our um, customers and um, also the um, the partners that are that are then talking to the customers, it's really very important now. Um, uh, of course, when you're talking about S4HANA, you're talking about the the, the past of innovation, like mm -hmm. uh, this is a next generation processes, this next generation user experience with the system, this is automation. Yeah. But then you have to make it concrete. You have to really make uh, show to the customer how concretely in uh, in that environment automation pays off. How how in that environment really the way how we are driving business processes differently is really paying off, right? Um, because it's not it's not enough anymore just to have this high level talking about what what is possible, but really then to uh, um, to make it tangible to the to the customer. And we have also the the tools for it now, right? We have collected um, uh, with all of the customers that were implementing S4HANA so far, we have collected what we are calling um, uh, value snippets, uh, um, so individual value areas where they gain some value. So it's a big database of these value snippets that we have built um, that uh, that we can use to really build a very tailored business case uh, to the customer. And th this is, I think, what, what is very, very important, um, uh, especially now moving forward, that um, with all of that nice stories that we are having, we can be a lot more specific yep. and we should be a lot more specific. Yep. This is a good final word. Um, and when listeners want to know more about what we have talked about and want to get a good source of information about what you uh, said, besides this wonderful podcast, where can people follow you or get that kind of information? For all of the our internal uh, people, we have our gem site uh, um, for for the S4 HANA um, go to market, and um, and uh, then of course everybody can follow me on LinkedIn uh, um, uh, to to learn more about S4 HANA. Thank you very much for the great conversation, Uwe. Thanks for the nice interview. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye Thank bye. You.